Hi there, and welcome to the third episode of One Happy Otaku. My name's Stephanie. You may also know me as Two Happy Cats. And today we have got four new, really exciting otaku related things to chat about. So, first up, we'll be talking about a rhythm mobile game called Utano Prince Summer, which recently celebrated its first anniversary. Then, a quick review of a manga called Homunculus. Um, then I'll be talking about a book which is about building your anime blog. And last but certainly not least is a review of a webtoon which I've been in love with since it first came out. Um, it's called My Giant Nerd Boyfriend. So yeah, stick around and I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay, so first up, let's chat about Utano Prince Sama Shining Life. So for those of you who haven't heard of the franchise before, it essentially started about eight years ago as a dating sim game on the PlayStation Portable, I believe. And then over the last eight years, it's kind of become a pretty substantial franchise. There's lots, there's, I think there's about five or six like PlayStation um, portable PlayStation Vita games based on it. They've had what um, a mobile app which was only in Japan and then last year they released the Shining Live Rhythm game. So the Shining Live Rhythm game came out in August in Japan and then in January of this year it was released worldwide. So in both English and Chinese. So to celebrate the um, anniversary of the Japanese release. They did have a few like events. They released some new ultra rare cards. They had some new songs people could play and it was all very exciting. And what I want to focus on today was I wanted to almost reflect on my last I would say about nine months of playing as I only started playing when the English version came out. So some things that I've really enjoyed about the game, I kind of love this idea of like how positive the relationship is between the guys and kind of just overall it's a really positive game to play. It's like not super challenging. It's something to play when you've got time on the train or when you just kind of need a break from studying. Also, graphics are gorgeous. I mean, the event cards, the gacha cards you can get gorgeous. I can totally understand why people drop like 50 or 60 dollars to buy more in-game currency to get the um like all the in-game currency. So that kind of point brings me on to what I wanted to talk about. The game much like many free-to-play games does rely on sustaining itself by finding whales essentially people who will spend a lot of money on it. Um, because of this, I guess, like, part of the game does become quite difficult for new players to break into because you've got all these people who have either been playing heaps or have kind of, like, dropped a lot of money into it kind of right at the top. And then I can kind of see how beginner players kind of get a bit bored with it and might drop off because they're like, well, there's no way I can rank in events and things like that. The game is also a little bit repetitive. I mean, essentially every event is the same. You just play the beat maps. Most of the time, the beat maps, so the events have about six songs you can play and about four of those songs are usually songs that are ready in game. So you've played them like 101 times. 
So the game is quite interesting. I mean, the main reason I have been sticking to it is because there is quite a wonderful community based around the game. I mean, you can watch really fun YouTube videos of people sharing their um, gacha pulls, some really awesome fan art. So it, it's quite a lovely game and it's like really kind of positive internet experience and Lord knows we need more positive internet experiences. <laughs> Okay, so next up we're going to be talking about a manga called Homunculus by Hideo Yamamoto. So if that name sounds familiar to you, he actually also made another series called Ichi the Killer, which, well, maybe just for me, is quite infamous because of how incredibly bloody and gory it is. With Homunculus, um, Yamamoto does what Yamamoto does best, is making series where no one quite knows what's going on. So let's get into like the actual story. It follows a 34-year-old man named Susumu Nakoshi. So he used to be a really big financial banker dude. And then he kind of, I wouldn't say like a mental breakdown, but he kind of just got a bit over it. So he sold all of his assets and he essentially moved into a pretty crappy rundown car which is and parked himself between a super high class hotel he used to frequent and a park where there's a lot of homeless people. Anyway, so um, one day he is approached by a 22-year-old medical student called Manabu Ito who wants to perform an experiment on him called trepanation. So trepanation is probably heard some horror stories about it during history class but essentially in the olden times ancient times people used to drill a hole in your skull whether that is to relieve headaches or migraines whether that is to release evil spirits anyway in around the 1950s 1960s some really whack job scientists thought that by drilling a hole in your skull you could increase your brain's blood flow and essentially awaken either a sixth sense or just kind of completely like fulfill your brain's capacity because you know that thing where it's like your brain only uses 20% of its capacity so they thought that by drilling a hole they could unlock all 100%. So the series ran from 2003 to 2011 with 15 volumes. So I read all of this in pretty much one sitting because in a way I was hooked but in a way, I just kind of wanted to see if the more I read, I could actually understand what on earth was going on. It's very almost like surrealist. As after getting the hole drilled in his head, Nakoshi develops the ability to see people's like inner selves in a way. Almost like, think of the Persona series. It's essentially that, but um, a bit more detailed and a lot more confusing. So I... I really did appreciate kind of like how beautiful the art was and kind of like the little um, comments they made on society but I found it to be almost very like when people try to be so negative and so like edgy in the way they comment on society it just kind of falls into the realm of a bit like silly and also I I did, obviously I read this as translated and I do wonder if some parts got a bit lost in translation because there are points where I'm just kind of like I don't understand why this dude is doing this I don't understand how he is uh, interpreting this in different ways I did read some um, like 
um, interpretation posts online and people have continuously said that when Hideo Yamamoto created this series he wanted it to be that people interpret it in their own ways especially the ending but you know I kind of almost wonder if at the end he even didn't know what he was writing and just put down whatever so you know if you are interested in those kind of wacky series which do kind of shine a light on society it is quite interesting but um very confusing at the same time yeah <laughs> okay so um if you guys remember if you saw on my third year anniversary post where I was like yay I've been writing for three years um I did mention that I had been struggling with my blog as I wanted to take it to the next level but I had no idea how I've been trying so many different ways to kind of improve my blog and I haven't seen any real return so I stumbled across another blogger called the otaku journalist and it's a woman in America who has been blogging for nine years about pretty much all things anime and otaku and she has been very successful for it. I think at the moment she is writing freelance with Anime News Network. I'm pretty sure she's been featured on like really popular sites like Forbes and she has written two books about anime blogging and I purchased one of them on Amazon. It was $4.50 and it just kind of downloads to your Kindle app on your whatever device and it's called Build Your Anime Blog. And I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, for $4.50, I was very happy just to get a little bit of advice. So her book is divided into two parts. The first part is a little bit about her story and things that she's learned and things she wished people had told her. And the second part is about um, she interviewed, I think it was about 10 or 12, don't quote me on that, but a few anime bloggers who had found success blogging. So I just wanted to kind of share with you some of the really interesting lessons I took from reading the book. So first up, the the main one I took was like, don't expect to make this a full-time job. And I know that kind of is almost like quite, leaves a bit of a bitter taste in your mouth. Like everyone wants to have that dream of being able to write about um, anime, manga, whatever kind of thing you blog about full-time, like, that is the dream, but she kind of, she pretty much just said it, like, really straight out, like, you, with, between affiliates and between, like, um, getting money through AdSense or AdWords, whichever, um, advertisement thing you have on your blog, you're pretty much not gonna make that much money, and you should really be doing this for the love of it, she also had some really great points about setting up your blog, like um, what websites to use, things like that. Um, I personally didn't need those that part, I because I've been blogging for three years, my blog is already set up. But if you are thinking of setting up an anime blog, it's quite a good read. It kind of takes you through step by step, whereas usually when you do start whereas usually when you do start blogging, you can feel like you've been thrown in the deep end a bit. So yeah, I do highly recommend this book. Um, like I said, just go on Amazon and search Otaku Journalist. It should bring up all her books. And um, yeah, I found it very useful. I hope you'll find it useful too. Okay, so on to the last item of today. I wanted to talk about a webtoon that I've been reading called My Giant Nerd Boyfriend by a 
artist who refers to herself uh, under the name Fishball. So the webtoon has 214 chapters. Sounds like a lot. I think they're, they're very short, so you can read like a chapter in about a minute or two. And it essentially follows the everyday life of this young girl in Singapore and, well, her giant nerd boyfriend. So the series has been going for about two years. And while it is quite a comedic series, it is not all just kind of sunshine and rainbows. There are some quite like really insightful deep chapters. For example, I think around chapter 200, Fishball made um, two special um, episodes where she was talking about her kind of like struggle with body image and um, bullying when she was younger and how she was feeling like she would never get a boyfriend and that kind of really um, resonated with me and actually got a bit teary reading it but um, yeah I really really recommend this series for people Um, the art style is it's quite it's like it's not super detailed but it's really adorable and like it'll just make you laugh it's quite a wonderful series and um yeah i hope it will continue on for many more years so that's it for the third episode of one happy otaku i do realize that this episode has been quite a bit shorter than previous ones i'm not quite sure if people enjoy shorter episodes or longer episodes so Please um, leave me a message if you're listening to this on WordPress down below or you can always message me on Twitter. Um, It's just at 2HappyCats. But um, just to conclude, um, you may have noticed that this was not posted fortnightly. Because I've started working with Manga Tokyo um, as a freelancer and also I've got to start working on my master's thesis at some point and I've also gosh there's a lot of ands in that sentence but I'm also trying to build up a YouTube channel I did want to change the scheduling for these podcasts just to be monthly so these will be released on the 15th of every month except I think November because I will be in Japan in November and I'm not sure if I'll be able to have a chance to talk about Maybe I'll do a special podcast after I come back from Japan about my Japan adventures. Also, since October is Halloween month, uh, my next podcast will be focused on all things spooky. Um, If you have anything you want to hear about, anything you want me to review, again, just leave me a message. And thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed all um, all the topics I talked about. And I will see you next month. Bye-bye.